Have your way, Lord. Have your way, God. Ah, speak, Lord, today. Speak, Lord, today. Have your way this morning, Lord. God, bless your name this morning. Ah, don't take today for granted. A lot, a lot of people left here over this past week. Ah, a lot of people left this earth this week, Lord God. Ah, so I don't take this time that we have together for granted, Lord God, because we could really be here today uh, and not just be gone tomorrow, but be gone today. Amen. Ah, don't take it for granted. There's all kinds of things that are happening in this world today. Mm, all kinds of tricks and schemes of the enemy that are designed to take the believer out. So don't take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take breathing in and being able to breathe out for granted. The activities of your limbs, don't take it for granted. Being able to say hallelujah, don't take it for granted. Being able to hear, take it, don't take it for granted. Being able to get up and get out of your bed, whether in pain or not, don't take it for granted. Mm, whether you felt like it or not, don't take it for granted. Because mm, it could all be taken away in a moment. Uh, in a twinkling of an eye. Usually that's the shocking part because we know the Lord is going to come and change us. But things can be taken away in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. Sin is always crouching at your door. Evil is always crouching at your door. Don't take this time for granted. Don't take, a time, take this time for granted. Don't take God for granted. Don't take his love for granted. Don't take God for granted. Mm, Lord, thank you, Father. Don't take what you get to eat for granted. The clothes you get to put on for granted. Don't take the choices that you have in your home for granted. Mm, the choice of what you can eat. The choice of what you can wear. The choice of what you can watch. You got electricity. You got a roof. Amen. Don't take your housing for granted. Ooh, don't take it for granted. 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 Don't take this for granted. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, forgive us if we have, Lord God. We repent right now, Lord God, if we have taken you for granted. Ah, we repent right now, God. Repent if we haven't done what you told us to do, to speak to who you told us to speak to, move how you told us to move. Father, forgive us. Forgive us for allowing our flesh to rise up when we should have been walking in the spirit. Lord Jesus, have your way, have your way, have your way. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Renew us, revive us, restore us, refresh us right now in Jesus' name. Bathe us in your spirit right now. Baptize us in your spirit right now, God. Mm, hallelujah. Fresh and anew. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. 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 That you
you are the only wise God. Ah, our strength and our redeemer. The all ever-present help in the time of struggle. Uh, thank you that you are a present tense God. Amen. Ah, thank you, God, that you see about us. Mm, that you care about our cares. Mm, and our anxieties, Lord God, and the stress that we are under. Lord, we thank you that you are concerned about our concerns. Hallelujah. Concerned about our concerns, Lord God. Whether they are big or small, you are concerned about our concerns, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are concerned. You are concerned about our concerns. You are a wonderful Savior. A wonderful Redeemer. All-knowing, all-powerful, all-present God. Everlasting, eternal Father. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sidkenu, Jehovah Makedesh. You are the rose of Sharon. You are the bright in the morning star. You are the lily of the valley. You are the wheel in the middle of a wheel. You are a supernatural God that does supernatural things using ordinary people. Thank you, God. Ha, King of, yeah, King of kings and Lord of lords. And there is no end to your kingdom, Lord. Ah, God. Ah, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's no end to your kingdom, Lord God. Nothing gets past you, Lord God. Nothing surprises you, Lord God. Nothing shocks you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Nothing, 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 absolutely nothing knocks you off your throne. Yeah, I like that. Hallelujah. I like that. Amen. Nothing knocks you off your throne. Ah, thank you that you have a plan for us, Lord God. <laughs> you have a destiny for us. You have a destination for us. You told us to just occupy until he comes. We thank you, God. Ah. God of grace, God of mercy, God of grace, God of loving kindness. Ah, you are so great. You are so mighty. You are holy, Lord God. Glory to your name, Jesus. Ah, God. Even in the midst of our confusion, Lord God, you're there. In the midst of our chaos, you are there. When there's times of peace, you are there. When we are on the mountaintop, you are there. When we're in the valley, you are there. We can't get away from you, Lord God. We can try to turn our back on you, but you'll never turn your back on us. We thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Glory to your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. You're an everlasting Father. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. You're the soon coming King. Hallelujah. How excellent is your name in all the earth. Woo. Yes, Lord. 
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, 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 Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yes, our brother. Our brother. Yeah, he's he sticks closer than a brother. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are the friend that sticks closer closer than a brother. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Now. Yeah. Yes. Yes, God. Yeah. Yes, God. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Yes, God. Yes. 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 Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, God. That's it. But thou art with me, right? Hallelujah. Yeah. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. I can't praise you enough. Even if I try, cause you've been so good you've been so good you've been so good to me one more time lord you are good you've been so good lord you Good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. I can't praise 
Even if I try, cause you've been so good, you've been, you've been so good, you've been so good to me. Praise God. The cornerstone, the cornerstone bank in Waco, Nebraska was robbed of some $6,000 in November of 2012. And the bank employees were able to give the police a fairly good description of the teenage girl who pulled off the crime and the car in which she escaped. But as it turned out, the investigators really didn't need those descriptions because she recorded a YouTube video titled Chick Bank Robber and boasting of her criminal prowess. Fanning out cash in front of the camera, the 19-year-old Hannah Sabata held up a sign that read, I just stole a car and robbed a bank. Now I'm rich and I can pay off my college financial aid and tomorrow I'm going for a shopping spree. Then later she held up another sign which said, I told my mom today was the best day of my life. She thinks I met a boy. Hannah's brief criminal career ended later that week when the police took her into custody. Now, the number of people who have gotten into trouble because of something they said goes far beyond boasting criminals. Lies, gossip, criticism, and slander can damage not just whom they are speaking to, but the speaker as well. The words that come from our mouths reveal the condition of our hearts and minds. The words that come from our mouths reveal the hearts, the condition of our hearts and minds. Jesus said it this way in Matthew chapter 12, 34 in the New King James, brood of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You need to exercise great care in your speech, knowing the power of your words. Now, though there is a time in which you, are, you should speak, but the problem is you speak too much when you should have spoken a little bit. Amen. You cannot solve your heart problem just by cleaning up your speech. You must allow the Holy Spirit to fill you with new attitudes and motives. Then your speech will be cleansed at the source. You need to let wisdom guide every conversation and watch your tongue or watch your mouth. Amen. So in case you hadn't noticed, I'm going to be talking about watching your mouth or you need to watch your tongue. You need to watch your mouth. And we're going to start in Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. Now Solomon, who is regarded as the wisest man to have ever lived, is credited for writing the Proverbs. Now the word proverb comes from the Hebrew word Michelle which simply means a proverb or a parable. 
Now, a parable is literally something cast alongside something else. Jesus's parables were stories that were cast alongside a truth to illustrate a truth. And the most common description of a parable is that it is an earthly story with what? A heavenly meaning. Amen. Believe it or not, the book of Proverbs is one of the most neglected books in the Bible, yet it is a key piece of scripture. Amen. It is a book about wisdom, which is the ability to take biblical truth and to apply it and apply it to life's realities. And it contrasts the person who does this with a fool. The person who and and a fool is as a person that refuses to live by God's standards. That's what a fool is. I know what I'm going to say. There seems to be a lot of fools out here because <laughs> they refuse to live by God's standards. That makes you a fool. According to Proverbs, you become wise when you apply God's principles to your practical decision making. And when you do, you can live out the normal Christian life. So let's look at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 6 through 8, and then verse 20 through 22. It says this, a fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calleth for a stroke. Another translation says this, fool's words get them into constant quarrels. They are asking for beating. (laughs) A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. Verse 8 says, the words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Let's go to verse number 20 and 21. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Verse 21 Death and life are where? Death and life are where? And they that love it shall eat the fruit. What? Words have great power to bless and words have great powers to curse. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15 and 11, not, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man. But what comes out of the mouth, it defiles a man. And according to this proverb, one should take care to watch his or her words carefully and be slow to speak. Let me say that one more time so that you can get it outside these walls. Amen. Amen. Uh, You should take care to watch your mouth. And you need to be slow to speak. What does that mean? Don't be so quick to give a reply when you get somebody says something to you that you don't like. You need to be slow to speak. You need to understand the power of what you say, because although you can't see the words, those words don't disappear. Hmm. 
Your words continue to exist long after you say them, even though you try to take them back or even apologize. Mm. There is life and death in your words, and whether you love to talk or not, you will eat the fruit of your words. Mm. Have you ever heard this phrase? They'll be eating their words. Hmm? Your words can condemn you. This is why when you are arrested, you have the right to remain silent. Or if you're in court, you have a, you have a chance to plead the Fifth Amendment. Amen. You have a right to remain silent. Amen. Or you can plead the Fifth Amendment. Fifth Amendment. If you have a habit of losing control of your tongue, whether it is to curse, gossip, brag, lie, or anything else unseemly, you need to ask the Lord to help you be silent. Why? Because at the end of the day, you're going to eat the fruit of your tongue, bitter or sweet. I'm just let that permeate. If you have a habit of losing control of your tongue, and believe me, you can control your tongue. <laughs> or you can allow the Holy Spirit to make you control your tongue. Whether it is to curse, gossip, brag, lie, or anything else unseemly, you need to ask the Lord to help you be silent. Because at the end of the day, you're going to eat the fruit of your tongue, bitter or sweet. Some of the things that you are going through right now is because you said some things back then. Amen. The devil trying to get to my microphone. I got to get some more batteries, but that's okay. I may have to do it without it. Amen. Y'all can hear me, right? You have, you have to get into the habit of controlling your tongue. Get you hear me? Get into a habit. Habit means this. You'll do it over and over again. And guess what? We are habitual creatures. How do you know? You come to church Sunday after Sunday and you sit just about in the same seat every Sunday. <laughs> right? <laughs> and don't let nobody else sit in your seat. <laughs> All right? You look crossways at them. We are creatures of habit. You need to get into the habit of watching what you say. Be careful little mouth what you say, right? Dr. Tony Evans says it this way. He says, God knew that the tongue was so dangerous that he put it behind bars called teeth. <laughs> and he put it in the cage called your mouth. <laughs> he put it behind bars called your teeth and he put it in a cage called your mouth you need I won't be long today but you need to learn how to watch your tongue because your tongue has the power to destroy not only your life but the lives of those around you let's go to James chapter 3 James chapter 3 And we're just going to look at verse 1 through 6. Your tongue has the power not only to destroy your life, 
but to destroy those, the lives of those around you. James chapter three, verse one says, my brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offended not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. I just used those two verses. We're not going to talk about them today. Verse number three says, behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths and that they may obey us. And we turn about their what? Whole body. Verse four says, behold, also the ships, which though they may be so great or large and are driven by driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm or a rudder, whithersoever the governor lifteth, or where the pilot wants it to go. Verse five says, even so, the tongue is a what? Little or small member. And it boasteth what? Large or great things. Behold, great a matter, a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a what? Fire. A world of iniquity or evil. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth what? The whole body. And setteth on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell. He, James is delivering two insightful illustrations. When you direct the bits in the mouths of the large horses, you control their movement. Similarly, steering a small rudder will direct the course of a large ship. As the bit is to the horse and as the rudder is to the ship, so is the mouth to the believer. <laughs> Your mouth will take you Places that you want to go and places that you don't want to go. Places that you should go and places you don't need to go. Amen. Your mouth will, will guide you. Your tongue has the power to determine the direction of your life. You hear me? The tongue has the power to determine the direction of your life. What do I mean by that? You can say that you want to live for God, that you want to serve God, but you act contrary to the way God wants you to serve. But instead of reaching the destination and the purpose and doing what God wants you to do, he has to take a detour because you are just giving him lip service. Amen. As a muscle, the tongue isn't capable of producing force as a leg or even a jaw, but its power is measured by the damage it can do and the life it can bring. As Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are where? In the power of the tongue. In any translation of the Bible, the tongue is mentioned well over a hundred times in the Bible. Amen. Verse 6 again says, and the tongue is a what? Fire. A world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell. Let's, let's go a little bit deeper in this scripture. Like fire, the tongue's sinful words can spread destruction rapidly. Mm hmm. 
The tongue can spread destruction rapidly. I said the other week and, and that a truth, you have to pull it with a chain. A lie can go about with the wind. Amen. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> The, 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 the tongue has power in it, and the smoke that comes along with the lie can permeate and destroy everything that's around it. And when it says the tongue defiled, it means pollute or contaminate. Hmm. Careful little tongue what you say, right? Some spouses have hurled insults that their mates have never forgotten. Hmm? Some spouses have hurled insults, have said some things that their mates, not only their mates, their children <laughs> have not forgotten. And because of it, it has gotten those individuals, the spouse or, or specifically the children, where they are today. Hmm. Some individuals started gossip fires years ago, and the flames are still burning. So let me read the scripture again. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. Now, when it says setteth on the course of nature, the better translation is the circle of life. This underscores that the tongue's evil can extend beyond you and affect everything in your sphere of influence. Somebody could have told you something that are no, that's no longer here on this earth. Right? And what they have said still affects you on this day. Whether it's positive or negative. You could have had a teacher way back when to tell you that you are either a good student, but you really remember when the teacher have told you that you are a bad student. When Mrs. McGillicuddy told you something <laughs> that you didn't like, amen. Now, I was talking to one of the principals of one of our high schools, and she said this. They said this. It's not just the kids. It's the parents. I was taught how to deal with the kids. I was trained on how to deal with the kids. But however, I was not trained on how to deal with the adults. Amen. The kids are under the influence of the parents and acting out what they have heard at home. Think about it. The kids are only acting out what they've heard and what they've seen and what they've experienced. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying that kids would be 100% angels, no. What I am saying is they have, they have been influenced by someone that did not realize that they were watching them and they were listening. And mimicking. Why? Because they think that's what they're supposed to do. Because that's what they've learned. 
the person that's closest to you will have the most influence on you, right? A mouth can set the whole course of life on fire. It can destroy self-esteem. It could devastate relationships. It can ruin a career, and it can kill a ministry. Hmm. It can destroy self-esteem. It can devastate relationships, one that you have been building over a long time. It can ruin a career, and it can kill a ministry. Hmm. The tongue is a fire. As sure as a tiny match can set a forest ablaze, the mouth causes harm that is out of proportion to its size. In other words, it can be a little fire, but it can set forth a big blaze. Most forest fires start off with a spark, but a spark can turn into a full-out blaze and cause millions and millions of dollars of damage burning millions and millions of acres in its path. Your tongue is powerful. Amen. This verse ends by saying it is on fire of hell. In the New Living Translation, it says this. It is set on fire by hell itself. Hmm. Hell is a translation of the Greek word Gehenna or the Valley of Hinnom. Now, during Jesus' time, this valley it was southwest of Jerusalem's walls, and it served as the city's dump. But it was known for, con for constantly burning. Amen? Constantly burning. Jesus used that place to symbolize the eternal place of punishment and torment. James says this. He is saying this. It's not just a place, but a satanic, and, and it's not just a place that's burning garbage, but it's a place for the satanic host, and the satanic host is which causes you to say things that you wouldn't say as a believer or a Christian. Amen? So this is how you know your speech is motivated by Satan or God, Satan or God and his wisdom. Satan is full of bitter jealousy. He's full of selfish ambition. Speech filled by earthly concerns and desires, unspiritual thoughts and ideas, speech filled with disorder or chaos, and evil. Amen. Bottom line is evil. Let me go back through that list again so that you can recognize it the next time you hear some, some language, or, or if you've given yourself some language, and this is what it may be filled with. Bitter jealousy. Selfish ambition, earthly concerns and desires, unspiritual thoughts and ideas, speech filled with disorder or causing chaos. I'm going to lay that there. If it's speech filled with disorder that causes chaos, that comes not from God, that comes from a satanic force. Amen? Or if your speech is just evil. Mm -hmm. Now when speech, when your speech is motivated by God and his wisdom, it is full of purity. 
peace, consideration of others, submission, mercy, sincerity, and impartiality. It's full of forgiveness, and it's full of goodness. It's full of purity. Don't that just feels different when you say it, when you hear it, than the previous list, don't it? God's speech, when you're motivated by speech by God, it's purity. It's peace. It's consideration for others. It's submission. It's mercy. It's sincerity and impartiality. It's speech filled with forgiveness. And it's speech filled with goodness. Compared to the other least, I could, I could, I'm telling you, I can feel the difference as I read them. Amen. So you need to watch your tongue because it not only destroys your life, but it can destroy the lives of others around you, whether you know it or not. Your words carry weight. Your word influences somebody that you don't know you're influencing. Somebody is listening that you don't know is listening. Somebody is watching that you don't know is watching you. Somebody sees you in the store that you don't even know you're watching, that is watching you. I had a friend that we work out with in the Y, and he's seen this one gentleman that also works out in the Y. He didn't say nothing to him, but he watched this gentleman go in the store and go about his business picking up stuff that he was getting off the shelves. But yet the gentleman that, that, that went into the store and was watching the man did not say a thing to him. What am I saying? Somebody is watching you. Somebody is listening to you. Somebody is seeing what you are outside of these walls. Somebody is hearing what you say outside of these walls. They, they, don't, they, they, are not, they don't hear you when you're in here saying hallelujah and giving praise to God the Father. They hear you when you're out there causing hell and wreaking havoc. Because you can't control your tongue. <laughs> Y'all all right? Y'all all right? Say, I need to watch my tongue. I need to watch my mouth. You can't be an effective witness outside of the church if you don't have an effective witness with God the Father. Wow. Wow. All right. (laughs) You need to watch your tongue because your tongue has the power to move your mountain. Let's go to Mark chapter 11. Because your tongue has the power to move your mountain. Mark chapter 11, and we're going to be 22b to 23. Mark, Mark chapter 11, verse 22b and verse 23. All right. It says this, have faith in who? God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall sweat, say, 
unto this mountain. Be thou removed and be thou what? Cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass and he shall have whatsoever he what saith. Now in verses 12 through 14, Jesus was hungry and they saw a fig tree, but it had nothing because the le- it wasn't time for the fruit to bloom. But Jesus cursed that fig tree. And on the next day, they went past the fig tree. And Peter remembered what Jesus had said and pointed out to Jesus that the tree had withered away. But this is an actual teaching about praying in faith. The positive lesson to be learned from cursing the tree is the power of believing prayer. Amen. A mountain is a symbolic it's symbolic of an obstacle, hindrance, or an insurmountable, an insurmountable problem. Check this out. Your faith's authority allows you as a believer to speak directly to the obstacles that are in your life and get them to move. You hear me? Faith, faith authority allows you as a believer to speak directly to the mountains or directly to your obstacles that are in your life and get them to move. Faith is the key that releases the resources of heaven into your situation. Faith is the key that releases the resources of heaven into your situation. It brings, an, it brings eternity into time. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And that comes as a result of your faith. Amen. Amen. But see what it is, it's, not, it's important to note that Jesus is not commending an extraordinary faith. Jesus had told them in Matthew 17, 20, that they only needed the faith the size of a mustard seed. To move a mountain. So you don't, to have mountain moving faith does not mean, mean that you need faith the size of a mountain. You just need to have faith the size of a what? Mustard seed. The most important aspect of faith is the trustworthiness of its object. Amen. And remember, I've been talking about this several weeks over course, several weeks. Faith is the, 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 the divinely implanted principle of inward confidence, assurance, trust, and reliance in God and all that he says. In other words, faith is simply believing God. Faith is knowing God. Faith is a divinely implanted principle that you already have within you Because a measure is the same as mustard seed. Small. You just have to believe God. Amen. You just have to believe God. Now, I'm not saying that you can just blab it and grab it and reach up and grab it, right? But what I am saying that in spite of it all, just believe God. You You must be trusting in the right Thing, but in this case, you must be trusting in God. Now, you can place tremendous faith in the truth fairy or Santa Claus, 
but you will be bitterly disappointed. <laughs> Amen. You can believe in luck. Luck don't have nothing to stand on. Faith has something to stand on. What is it? Now faith is what? The substance of things hoped for. And it's what? The evidence of things not seen. You can, now, if the court system was just right, they could not convict you without evidence. Though we know that sometimes happens. Amen. Amen. But real justice, well, based on evidence. But faith has evidence. What's the evidence? Something that God has brought you through in the past. That's your evidence. It was a mountain that you thought you could not get over, but God gives you the evidence that he got you over, he brought you over that mountain. In fact, he moved the mountain out the way so that you could have a clear path to him. Amen. If you have a true and vibrant faith in the God of the Bible, you have, you have the spiritual authority to access divine power. According to Ephesians 1, chapter 1, and verse 3, God has already blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ. Through faith in Jesus, you have access to, the, to divine power, and that is why you have the power of death and life in your tongue. It's like having a contract with Amron. <laughs> Since you have a legal relationship with them, they provide you with electricity, right? Nevertheless, you must access that power yourself by flipping on the light switch. You can have the power coming to your house, and you can have light bulbs in the sockets, but until you go over there to flip that switch, you will not get the electricity that you want. That's the same with God moving that mountain. You access it by having faith that God will answer, hear and answer your prayer. Just like you can walk over this, walk over to this light switch, and I have faith to believe based on the evidence <laughs> that if I flip that switch, a light will come on. Amen. Amen. You can receive, and, and, and I'm almost done. This is the bottom line. You can receive what God has for you, or you can miss what God has for you by simply by what you say. You can, have, you can receive what God has for you, or you can miss what God has for you Simply by what you're saying. Mm. Watch your tongue. Watch your mouth. Because the same mouth that you use to bring the blessings into your life is the same mouth that you can bring the calamity in your life. If you get up in the morning and say, oh, my back hurting and it's hurting, it's going to hurt all day. Even though it's hurting, don't you have to speak it into existence. Say, Lord God, I know you're able to heal me, but if you don't, okay, amen. Amen. You need to watch your tongue because your tongue has the power to destroy not only your life, but the lives of those around you. And your tongue, it has the power to move your mountain. Amen? Amen. amen. Watch what you say. 
Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for his word. Thank God for his word. Thank God for his word. So I'm on.